Welcome to All Access Network Podcast. So excited that you decided to join us. You will absolutely love and you're in for a treat for today's guest. Uh, we are on a mission to positively impact the world through sports and culture. We're a multimedia network, we're a YouTube channel, uh, a podcast, and we also have live shows. Uh, if you haven't followed us on YouTube, you can find us at uh, All Access Network. If you haven't followed us on Twitter, you can find us at All Access underscore net, uh, where we also do some of our live shows uh, along with Facebook at All Access Network. But so excited to have you with us today. Uh, we love for people to be able to write their story, uh, leave their mark and create their legacy. We're on a mission. We appreciate you joining us. And again, please share, like, and subscribe uh, whenever you get a chance. And stay on this journey with us. It's going to be an awesome ride. I want to take time to acknowledge one of our partners, Rising Coaches. Every coach wants to rise in their career in one way or another. We're all looking for professional development, access to tools, and relationships that can help us grow and help us advance in our career. Rising Coaches provides just that. You can visit Rising Coaches at www.risingcoaches.com. Their memberships are just $10 a month and provides a genuine community to help you grow and advance in your career. Juco Hoops Insider. It's been a minute. We are back at it again. Season two. Uh, one of the favorite guests from season one, if we had to be honest. Uh, he came on multiple platforms, multiple shows within All Access. Uh, Juco Hoops Insider being one of them. Uh, he now has a new position. He is now a head coach again for his second stint in the state of Florida. Uh, this time at a new stop, and but the results are still the same. Still at the top of the polls, uh, number three in the country currently. Uh, I think they've only lost a couple games, and they're one of the teams that uh, people are talking about can win it all. So without further ado, we bring in uh, a favorite, G.H. from Northwest Florida. G.H., what up, homie? Hey, what's happening, man? Looking good. Good to have you back. Thank you. I'm glad to be back. I love love your show. We go. They don't know. We go way back, man. We do, we do go back. We had some good times. Um, so, man, just take us through, before we even talk about this year's team, take us through your decision to decide to want to do the head coaching JUCO route again. Obviously, you got to really love the game to coach at the level where you have to be in the trenches. It's not all about the glamour and glit, although Northwest Florida is one of the traditional, if you will, blue bloods in junior college. So you are at a high-level program, but what made you go to this step, and what has it been like even before you played games, just getting back in and recruiting and being back in the, in the head coaching role and hiring the staff and everything else? Well, it started uh, when the president here, Dr. Stevenson and, and Ramsey Ross, the AD, called me up. And, uh, you know, that story kind of goes back to uh, Jake Hedrick, a uh, Grew up in the same neighborhood as as our president, Dr. Stevenson, and was my old assistant coach. So he was kind of working behind the scenes. Um, he's been, you know, telling me, "Hey, coach, you know, you need to go back and be a head coach. You need to be, you're a head coach. You're a head coach. You've been winning. Uh, you know, go back and be a head coach." And uh, so then my wife and I came down and we visited uh, Northwest Florida and we met the president and, and his wife and we hung out with Ramsey and 
and you know Pant and other guy close with the president and you know just spent time with them and just their 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 passion for the program their passion to want to win um and just the type of people that they were and obviously this gym wasn't here when i coached at chipola and it's you know a beautiful facility and uh just a a really great place to live and to enjoy life and to coach a basketball team. So, uh, you know, we, we, we visited and by the time we got home, um, we were all on board. I, you know, obviously had to get the wife on board and she was on board and called up uh, Dr. Stevenson and said, Hey, I'm going to take the job. And, and a week later we did the press conference and I was off and rolling. And then, you know, all of a sudden I have to, you know, meet with the team, the former players. I met with all of them for an hour in a meeting. And right. um, the one stayed, uh, Falu Jang, who's going to Western Kentucky. Uh, he's been yep. out the, this year with a knee injury, but uh, a wonderful human being. And the rest of them went on to, to different opportunities. And so here I sit with one player and I got to sign a whole new team. And, um, just that's kinda, right up, But that's right up your alley, if we're being honest. That's, that's where you do some of your best work is not only being able to coach – players that may have been there, but getting your own players, getting them to believe in, identifying who you want. Take us through that a little bit. Yeah, well, you know, I had several stops at Division One, and, uh, you know, one that stands out is a stop at LSU when we took over a program that lost 15 SEC games in a row. And, you know, you kind of learn the good with the bad when you take over a program and then, uh, you know, went to with Shea, who took over the program at East Tennessee. So I had a lot of experiences of being the first year um, taking over a, a program. And, you know, I learned a lot what to do and what not to do. And um, so, and made a few decisions on myself, but the one thing you got to have, it, it's got to be, you know, there's got to be some loyalty there. There's got to be some, some um, belief, uh, some trust, uh, some, uh, just, you know, want to work uh, good people. I was blessed. I, I, I got nine qualifiers. Um, you know, we, we, we had 13, 14 guys here in the summertime that, you know, really put in a lot of time and worked extremely hard. And you know, that's where we built the culture and our identity of how we're going to play and how we're going to work and how we're going to lift weights. And, um, you know, added a couple pieces in the fall. And, you know, here we sit at 24 and 2, but uh, just blessed to the type of people that I get that work around me, my assistant coaches, and what type of people the players are that I get to coach, uh, you know getting nine qualifiers on a, on a college team. And, you know, if you, if we're being honest, B, if you look back and I've met with the players these last couple of weeks and we laugh and joke about June, like when they first came in June and when we went to our first little uh, jamboree up there in Montgomery and right. I mean, we were getting, I mean, we couldn't guard our shadow. We didn't know how to play. Uh, <laughs> you know, thought it was going to be easy and, and realized it was going to be hard, but uh, every week, because of the type of people they are, they've worked, they've continued to work, they've stayed on their grind, and we just keep getting better and better and better. And now guys that, you know, had little scholarship opportunities before they got here have multiple vision scholarships, and some of them have high major scholarships uh, mm -hmm. offers on the table. So, uh, you know, the process has been real, but it's been fun. And, uh, you know, it's, we still got a long way to go to finish out the what we started. Yeah, I got something. I'm gonna see if I can we can pull it up here. I don't even have to ask the question. I'm gonna see if we can get our our production team in the back. 
to pull this up and I'll just let, we'll just ask you about what you see. Tell us about, uh, tell us about what you see here. Well, I see that they had a six and 15 record last year and now we're 24 and two and, uh, you know, it's the largest turnaround in the country. And, you know, that is because of the people that work around me on the type of um, assistant coaches that I've been fortunate to hire and work with every day that have been bought in and nobody has an ego. Um, nobody has, you know, we all, I have a relationship with all of them, but maybe a little different relationship, but there's no jealousy there. And then it trickles down to the players. What type, You can't do that unless you've got players that, that believe and that are bought in and that are willing to change and, um, you know, willing to, to compete together. Um, and so, when you put that combination together and, you know, my, obviously my job is to, to lay out the, the foundation, the groundwork, the, 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 the structure, the daily routine. And, uh, you know, it's everybody else's job to follow suit and, and do their job. And uh, they have up to this point and, uh, you know, they, they came to me the other day and I said, you realize you got the largest turnaround in, in um, college basketball. And I was like, no, I didn't. I said, but uh, you know, that's a, that's just a, it's a it's a tribute. I told the team this yesterday. It's a tribute to them and and my staff. Right. Um, so I, I'll take a little credit. But, uh, you know, like I tell people, be all the time. I, I think I got a rabbit's foot up my butt, you know, like I, <laughs> I've been I've been pretty fortunate to win everywhere I've been. And yeah, um, At a high only level. as good as the people you have around you. And you got to you got to remember that. And right. There's a lot of selfish people in this. I'm not selfish. And I'll get whatever no absolutely absolutely talk talk a little bit about the roster obviously you have a lot of good players you kind of mentioned different guys have different opportunities you don't necessarily have to go into who's been offered what but talk a little bit about just um the roster itself so people can kind of hear uh, a little bit more about them and their ability well it starts with my point guard uh deshondre washington uh he's Six seven seven two wingspan. He's a walking you know, triple double. Uh, you know, he's from Chicago, and he's man. He's just made a huge difference, and he's changed a lot since he's been here. His work ethic, his his body. He's put on twenty pounds, twenty plus pounds. Uh, learning to be a point guard, um, and he's just. Just a dry call him the queen chess piece. Uh, he's he's someone that can play all five spots on offense and can defend all five spots on defense. He can take the scouting report, get it into the game, and he's continuing to mature and become a better leader. Um, next, you got Trey Clark, who's a transfer from uh, VCU, who led Division One in steal percentage. Uh, and Trey's just Trey's electric. Uh, he's got he's got next level gears. He's a walking bucket. Uh, really can attack the paint, and you know he shoots the ball, but. Uh, I call him Sammy because he's the, the first home run hitting guard that I've ever coached. And, uh, you know, we battled early um, because of it, uh, you know, because he's going to take some chances and you got to live with the good, good with the bad. But most of the time, the results are what you want them to be. Uh, next is a sophomore, Issa Muhammad, who's a transfer from Daytona State, averaged a double double the last couple of years. And he's probably been, since he got here, the most bought in guy. Uh, he's sacrificed more than. You know, him and Washington have sacrificed because Washington's numbers were incredible last year at, at, at his last stop. And um, But Issa's never complained. He works hard. Uh, he's, you know, he's 6'9", 230. He can score inside. He can score outside. 
Uh, he's got a good feel for the game. He's a good passer. Um, so, you know, that, that that's kind of the, the, the three-headed monster that, 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 that kind of starts, you know, uh, the program who, who are sophomores. Then you got Cam Woods, who's a transfer from Troy, uh, still a freshman because of the COVID uh, last year, but he averaged 12 a game or 10 a game at, at Troy. And he's just tough and can get to the paint. And he's really buying into being a, a, a defensive dog. And uh, he's just, he's got so much better. And a lot of it has this, this, I tell him all the time, I love how tough you are. You, you handle my coaching and my direct coaching as good as anybody on the team. And because of that, you're having tremendous results. Uh, Brennan Rigsby is, is a freshman qualifier who's got you know an Oregon offer. Uh, Oklahoma's been in here to see him. Um, West Virginia, uh, so he's a you know he, he, he came out of high school with nothing and was about 161 pounds when he got here. He's about 175 now. I tell him he gets to 185. He's going to be a real impact player at that level. Uh, really shoots the ball. He's extremely athletic. You know, I mean, I could I could keep going on and on about sure. about, you know, all my guys, because they can all all of them. Like I said, I have nine qualifiers that can all leave. Um, and, you know, they're all division one players. And I tell coaches all the time, you got to come see them because, you know, I got a lot of guys that will be really peace. And, and um, depending on your style of play, what your coaching philosophy is, what position you need, how you play, um, how they fit. But I got a little bit of everything. I got, you know, I got seven guys, six, eight or, or taller on the team. So I got size. I got four point guards. Um, you know, freshman Shamas Scott is, a, is another point guard. Um, you know, Jalen McDaniels, a big, big man from Sunrise who, you know, they right. were, became second in the country last year. Uh, Mason Nicholson, 6'10", 270 from Gary, Indiana, freshman qualifier, big that, that, that can um, play. I got Brett Mutombo in here. Um, you know, so I've, Michael Jefferson, <laughs> Six seven yeah. kid from Texas who's a qualifier who, uh, you know, he's got mid plus offers and you know he's my starting four man. He's kind of the glue to the team, but yeah. he's you know very old. Um, if I left if I left one one of you guys off, if you're watching, I, I apologize. But uh, you know I got a lot of good players that can that can help um, a lot of Division one programs. No doubt. Talk, let's talk about this real quick away from your program, but just what do you notice is different now that you're back in JUCO? And you have the transfer portal, and you have the extra year. How is JUCO recruiting different now than maybe it was? And what would you say to four-year coaches that may watch this, or may see this, or that we can, you know, share this with? To just kind of, I don't know. I guess twofold. What do you think about recruiting now with all those different elements? And then, what would you say to four-year coaches about JUCO players still, even though there's these other alternatives to getting players? I would say that you can get some really, really good players that are qualifiers. Um, that there's more qualifiers out there that are getting under recruited because of the COVID, yep. and you know, the, the, and I would say because of the social media and and the way things are, it's just the the character of the guys is is a little bit different, um, maybe than it was uh, in the past, and uh, I, I just you know. I was what I would say to Division One coaches is though you guys that you know when just went to the transfer portal and aren't winning, and you can go to a, a really good junior college program and get guys that are committed and bought into doing whatever it takes to win. Um, 
you know, I don't think you can put a price tag on recruiting guys like that. And, um, you know, a lot of, a lot of people get caught up in maybe the wrong things in recruiting. And at the end of the day, you want people that are willing to work hard and sacrifice and do whatever you ask them to do, um, to help you win who are everyday, uh, you know, people and, um, so that's what I'm blessed to have here. I got a bunch of everyday dudes that that come every day to lift weights, to work hard, to watch film, to put in the extra time. And, um, you know, it's just been a, a joy to, to coach a group like this because, you know, you don't always get an opportunity, especially when you're putting a team together in a short period of time to uh, find a group that's like this. So right. I think we have a lot of guys that can – really help division one programs. And I can really only speak for myself because I'm not in other people's programs, but I know a lot of other junior college coaches that feel the same way about their team. And, and, right. um, you know, and so I think, and, and calls have picked up in the last two to three weeks. Right. Um, it's that time. It's that time. Yeah, it's, that, it's that time. And, and, you know, I think some of the you know, calls are, we talk about, you know, they took, they, all they waited on was a transfer portal and they lost out on some good junior college players. And, right. uh, you know, I think it all has to do with how did, did the transfer portal help your program or did it hurt your program? Right. And, you know, those are decisions that, that, that division one coaches have to make, but um, I'm well, blessed. Good, I think the good thing is though, just to piggyback and add to it, I think, yes, that's an option, but it, it doesn't necessarily trump, the ability to recruit winners and guys that have multiple years that can come in and win and then have one at that level. Um, I think there's a lot of value in that. So junior college basketball is as good as it's ever been as far as the depth and the quality that you can get, because there's a lot of really good players that unfortunately weren't able to go to division one or maybe came down because of all of the stuff with the transfer portal and so many guys having an extra year. So it's really made, you know, where a program should be able to load themselves up with maybe you get a little bit from the transfer portal, but maybe you don't have to take as much because now you can balance it with older players. Getting older is always going to be a theme. So you don't have to get older by classification only. You can get some guys that are older freshmen or sophomores and come in and, and then have won and have done it that way. Because some of the guys sometimes in the transfer portal, let's call it what it is, guys that have transferred down uh, right now probably had – some success more maybe than some guys that have transferred up. But mm -hmm. I think either way, you want to recruit winners and guys that have won, especially when you're talking about older players, because if they're coming in and they haven't won yet, they're bringing that into your program. So that does make it challenging. So I just well, want and, Yeah. And I tell them like, even in the recruitment. Okay. So you, you know, we had several guys that had some division one offers. Okay. How much are you going to play there? Right. And when you don't play, are you going to be in, are you going to use, be in the transfer market after year one, or you can come here, right? You, we, we, we're going to do skill development. We're going to get better. We're going to, uh, you know, get you an opportunity. And you can, because of the COVID, they weren't able to come out and see you and spend time with you. Right. Now you can get, you know, or build a relationship with the coaches, the program, and, 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 and find a fit that is really going to benefit you um, and that you still have your transfer, your one-time transfer in your back pocket and right. you can transfer up to a blue blood instead of transferring out. Um, right. you know, that was a big thing that I used in, in recruiting to, you know, put my team together here was just, uh, you know, really that aspect of yeah. it. And, yeah. um, but you said it best, like 
Yeah, because of it. I mean, they got three years. Yep. They need to go, and they'll have three years at, at the next level. Um, so, which is huge. Which is huge. huge. It's huge. And, it, you know, it, it, you're right. It make, It's made junior college better. It's made all levels of basketball better because everybody's older. Yep. I love it. Um, all right, I got one more for you that I think you're going to like. You may be like, man, what is this guy doing uh, showing this stuff? But I want to talk about this, right? Um, highest winning percentage as an active coach. It's probably higher than this now because you guys have won more games. It's a little bit older. But – You've had success winning. And I think sometimes we talked about this before. Sometimes people can put people in boxes in this industry and say, oh, he's a recruiter. Well, he is great at player development. And I think you do an elite job at player development, but you're also an elite basketball coach that wins. Just talk about yourself as a head coach and what is it like, what goes into who you are as a head coach. I think what first and foremost is relationships. Um, you know, I I really try to get the players to have ball confidence and be super confident in themselves. And I think when you talk about relationship, you got to talk about, you know, there's a lot of psychology that goes into it. You got to spend time with them. You got to meet with them. You got to hold them accountable, not only your players, but your staff as well. Um, you know, I want everybody to, to have competitive greatness, uh, you know, be the best when your best is needed. And you know, that's that's something that, that is really, really important to me. Uh, poise and confidence. Uh, you got to have poise and but you got to also have confidence. Um, so I try to install all that in my program. I'm, I'm big at you know, going out in the community and thing community, get the support. I believe in that. I think creating a home court advantage is is really, really important at all levels. And so I spend a lot of time and so does my staff. We spend a lot of time in the community just working. Um, but more than anything, you got to spend time with the players and, you know, getting their minds right because your mind controls your body. And, you know, that's one thing that I spend a lot of time meeting with my players, one of them, having them over the house, um, spending time with them in the gym, one on one. And it's not always the, you know, yeah, you're working on development, but you're also talking to them and, and talking things out and, um, you know, because if everybody has the right mindset and everybody's on the same page and you, you, you know, obviously the system is, is proven. It's one every, every everywhere it's been. Um, and it's, you know, the, the coaches that I've worked for in the past are all winners too. So, you know, the basketball side of it is the easy part. The, 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 the real side of coaching is dealing with people, having great relationships, um, understanding, you know, when they're super confident or maybe when they're not playing up to the, their capabilities. And, uh, okay, so let's meet. Well, what are we going to talk about coming here? Well, we need to – this needs to get fixed. How can we fix it? Talk to me. Um, but, you know, just spending that time with, with the players is, is priceless, and I, I love it. I love it. I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't trade being a head coach for – for anything i just i love it and been successful and like like we talked about b at some point someone's going to give me that opportunity at, at, at the division one level and the the results will speak for themselves yeah absolutely and there's been so many guys that have done it before you and that will do it after you and you'll be one of those guys that does the same um think, think about it. look at look what steve forbes is yeah. doing look what mark adams is doing look what chris jans is doing i mean those are just three guys that come you know uh grant mccaslin 
Grandma uh, Cat. Yeah, you got, you got, I mean, those are four that just come from Juco days that, that come to my mind like this that are, you know, yep. elite at the Division One level. Yep. Yeah, Chris Beard's in that same category. Obviously, new head coach of Texas uh, can go down the line. I mean, I think Dana Altman was he yeah. a Juco head coach? Yeah, Dana. We uh, just talked about that one because they called and we we were talking about old junior college days of of um, you know his junior college days. So uh, right. yeah, there's even got there's even guys like I'm thinking about Mount West. I just was blessed to call the Boise State and uh, uh, Wyoming game. Both those guys coached in junior college. Leon Rice and yeah, uh, there's a JUCO guy. So two JUCO tremendous guys. coaches. Tremendous. 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 I, think, I think JUCO is JUCO guys are sprinkled all throughout college basketball. It's almost like people forget or they don't even know. Um, so I would even ask that question. What's the what's the misnomer? You're back for the second round. What's the misnomer? And what do you think it does to prepare you for that next level? And what's some of the things that people just like? still you find that are just awful how they perceive junior college? Well, I, you know, that's a tough question to answer, B. I, I, I think at the end of the day, I just got to do my job every day. Right. Be the best version of myself. Can't worry about the things you can't control. Right. And, you know, someday some it's, it's going to happen. It's just a matter right. of time. And I just got to stay focused on doing my job every day here to help these young man and help this program be, be the best it, it can possibly be and keep taking right. it one day at a time and not get ahead of myself. And, uh, you know, just enjoy the moment, be where your feet are and, yep. and enjoy the moment and, and enjoy helping these young men get better every single day. Right. Um, yeah. I probably, I probably didn't ask that correctly. So two part one is you're going to get there and you're going to get there because you're doing all the things that head coaches, the reason why those guys are successful is they got to be head coaches, recruiting, doing everything, and having high-level players against high-level competition. So that part doesn't change. It's the competition level may change, but it's, you've already done it at the highest level for your level. So I think that's why those guys are doing it at the highest level for the Division One level. They've already done it at the highest level nationally in junior college so that would, that would be and, and it i've always found this out from being in junior college being an assistant in junior college being a head coach in junior college being an assistant at southern miss wichita state lsu east tennessee it's all the same right so it's about putting your team together you gotta be have you gotta be a gm before you can be a coach and you gotta know how to put your team together you gotta have you know the right number of guards you gotta guards win championships and then you know you gotta have you got to have your bigs and they got to be able to move. Um, you got to have shooting on your team and right. uh, you got to have s some substance and some, some, right. some character, some work, some leadership. Um, you know, so you got to be a GM or you, you be a coach. Um, what a better place and than Juco to learn how to be a general manager and put a team together. And I think, you know, those coaches that we named, they do a great job of putting their team together because they're so used to, putting a team together basically every year. And that's what you get in junior college. You have to put a new team together every year. And in the, the way the, the way it is now with the transfer portal, you better understand how to put a team together every single year. And, um, you know, I, you can put a price tag on that in today's world. Absolutely. Yeah, I was going to say, if you had to say two aspects of junior college that people still, oh, well, junior college players aren't that good or, now that you're recruiting junior college, what's the obstacles? That's what I was trying to ask. I didn't say it very well. 
um, what's the misnomer still in junior college about junior college basketball that you still have to overcome the second time as a head coach when you're saying, hey, we want you to come be a part of this program. And people are like, well, I don't think junior college is the way I want to go. Or what's some of the things that are still missed that you find, if you had to say like one or two things? Well, a lot of times, uh, you know, a stigma that junior college, maybe the kids aren't, you know, they're, 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 I don't want to say bad kids, but, um, you know, they've, they're there for a reason. And, you know, they've, everybody wants to know the bad uh, or, or the, you know, about right. each player. And that's where I'm blessed because here it's about, and my, I told you, I can just focus on my situation, but I got great kids. And right. so I, I'm like, you know, there's guys that are transfers here that people have said negative things about that I, I haven't seen, but you know, maybe the way, maybe their relationship or the way the, their situation was different than it is here right. with me. I don't right. know. I can't well, answer that. Is your experience. Yes. Yeah, so I'm my, my experience. So I think that's the, the biggest stigma is, uh, you know, people think that junior college guys are, are, are just maybe, uh, a little rough around the edges a little bit. Um, and they probably think that of junior college coaches too, that they're right. a little bit rough right. around the edges as well. But, uh, you know, that's, that's nothing that really, I can't worry about what you can't control. You know, you right. can only worry yeah. about what you can control. And, um, but people are going to say what they want to say. And, and, you know, all you can do is go out and work hard every day and, and be the best version of yourself and, right. and try to help people. Cause that's what this business is about is helping people. And I think that's where you excel and you always have. And I think that's why your teams are as successful as they are, because you do instill that competitive greatness, but you do so by serving those guys and instilling and depositing all that uh, time and investment in relationships so you can get through the rocky stuff and they know how much you believe because you're always instilling that confidence. So I love it. Um, yeah, all right, and nice story time. What you got for us? No, I was just going to say just. Oh, yeah, go. Being just the ability to to teach too. you know, you use the word development, but really what is development? It's fundamentals. It's teaching and it's right. trusting your eyes and seeing the the, the good and, and seeing the things that need to be fixed. And, um, you know, just whether it's video or what, what, whether it's, you know, in practice, but you have to be an elite teacher to get your team to get right. better every single right. day. And you got to take pride in, in teaching because that's what it's about is teaching. No doubt. No doubt. No, I love that you added that. Uh, all right. Funny story time. We're almost to close. Any oh, funny Lord. story you got for us? Uh, you've been there, maybe a recruiting story. Maybe one time uh, you wrote, um, you know, something funny on the board to get the guys loose before a game, whatever you got for us. Boy, if a funny story. It always it always stumps people because it's like, man, I gotta think of something air appropriate. Let me think about this. Yeah, I know exactly. Exactly, air appropriate is is the key to a funny story. Oh um, yeah. Um, I mean, well, you got you got me on this one, B. Or or even a funny moment. Uh, it can be it can be a throwback. It can be a throwback to earlier in your days in this thing. Uh, we've all been doing it long enough. We usually can come up with something along the way. Even if you got a good fatherhood story, that was a funny one. There's usually well, some funny I, moments there too. Yeah, I mean, I've had I've had plenty of of funny, I would say, funny moments um, and enjoyable moments. Uh, but I, I always go back to you know, 
the 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 kicker the the kicker i would say that the, the kicker is this when i came here to visit this is a funny story i came here to visit and we're on a on a visit and so northwest is playing chipola at he, here Chipola's obviously <laughs> in That's well, ironic. i'm telling the president doc there's this guy on chipola john and john who was who was my manager student assistant or, or whatever you want to call it right? right and jumping john is hilarious and he's the most athletic guy out there and yeah. so i said he's gonna have on this top suit he's gonna it's gonna be sweet top hat suit everything he's he's dressed to a t all the time so when we get done with the meal and they go obviously i didn't go to the gym because you know we're just here visiting the school right right, and right. so he goes to the gym literally five minutes later I got a doc sends me this pic of him and Jumpin' John down there, and Jumpin' John's got on this pinstripe pimp suit. <laughs> it, it is classic, and I'm like, I told Jumpin', my president was like, "Oh, I love Jumpin' John." I said, "Oh, he is the best, full of energy, um, top hat, you know." And obviously, we play Chipola on on Wednesday, and I'm sure he'll be in here in a, in a three piece suit, and he'll be he'll be looking clean as. <laughs> all get out, but uh, no I, thought that, I thought that was a, a, a funny moment because uh, here we are, and you know, at first you're like, "Oh, you want to come to the game?" I'm like, "No, no, we ain't coming to that game." <laughs> <laughs> right. The irony of it, of course, for those that don't know, Coach used to be the head coach at Chipola, won a tremendous amount of games there, and now he's the head coach at Northwest Florida. Uh, well, good luck Wednesday, Coach. You've been killing yeah, it. Thank uh, having me. No, it was great having you, man. You've been killing it and excited to see you back in that role and uh, love that those young men get to play for you. And I know you're going to put them not only in position there, but position to move on. And you've done it with so many, man. So we're excited for you, man, and uh, keep up the great work. And I want to send a shout out to Van Vliet, my first player I've ever coached to to be an NBA All-Star. So that's 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 something that, that just just makes you smile all day long. That's 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 a great story. He, yeah. he story. I told him, I told him I said, when he left um, Wichita, I said in five years you're going to be an NBA All Star, and now here he is, an NBA All Star. He just yeah, he got that he had that it factor. So I just want to send a shout out to Van Vliet. Yeah, no, great shout out, and I probably should have asked a good story on one of your pros because you have so many, and Van Vliet is probably the best, one of the coolest stories to be able to be uh, just a guy who really probably was never really even celebrated even when he was on that elite wichita state team you guys went to the final four i still don't know if he was valued as much as he should have and, and even in the nba he's had to earn his way and now he's finally kind of getting that appreciation as an nba champion no doubt nba champion nba all-star and it's just a he's a perfect example of hard work and determination and yep. just being an everyday guy and, and having a tremendous head on his shoulders um, and just being a great li listen, try, apply, and compete guy. That's what I say. Listen, try, apply, and compete guy. And look where he's at. He's a, he's a 20-plus million-dollar man that's an NBA champion and, and an NBA all-star. So we as right. coaches that coached Fred are, are super proud of him. No doubt. No doubt. Yeah, we actually uh, connected with Coach Jans earlier. So uh, we got to coach too. We got to, we got to connect with two guys that coached him. Uh, I didn't ask him any stories about him. I should have, but next time I will. <laughs> oh, Coach Jans, he's the best now. No doubt. Well, appreciate you, GH. Good luck the rest of the way, man. Thank you. Appreciate you, B. Thank you for having me. 
Thank you for joining us and welcome to the All Access Network. Be sure to follow, share, and stay connected with us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Subscribe and hit that notification bell on our YouTube channel. And don't forget to write your story, leave your mark, and create your legacy.